The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of the Z-Ball Podcast, recording this on a Wednesday night in Southern California, less than 24 hours away from the start of the 2022 NBA Finals between the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. And back on to discuss these finals with me, we got Rebound once again. What up, Rebound? What's up, Z-Ball? And we also got Golden State Warriors fan from Vancouver, British Columbia, Haroon. What up, Haroon? What up, Z? It's good to be back on, on back-to-back podcasts. It's good to have you on again. Congratulations to your Warriors to be back in the finals for the first time since 2019 and their sixth finals appearance in the last eight seasons. So it should be a fun one, and they'll be taking on the Boston Celtics, who finally got over the hump after four conference finals appearances in the last six seasons to get to the finals, their first appearance since 2010. So we'll start off with you, Haroon. Uh, Warriors uh, vanquished the Mavs very quickly in five games in the conference finals and have not, uh, or have vanquished all the teams so far pretty quickly and pretty easily. So what do you think they see here facing off against Boston in these finals? Yeah, so in these finals, Celtics' defense is going to be something they haven't seen in this playoffs yet because their defense has just been insane, especially the second half of the season and the playoffs. So this is going to be the toughest series for them, uh, I think, because um, I, I really feel like Clay and uh, Poole, they aren't going to get the same looks that they usually get, have been getting earlier in the playoffs. So I feel like they're going to struggle a little bit. But uh, overall, I feel like the Warriors said they have the championship experience. No one on the Celtics has made the finals before. And um, just like looking at the way they celebrated in the locker room, it kind of looked like just making it to the finals was an achievement for them. Um, kind of like the Suns last year. But uh, you look over on the Warriors side and like, you know, like the core guys. They know the job's not done yet, and uh, they're keeping the young guys focused in there. So that's a big advantage that I think uh, the Warriors have in these uh, in this series. Also, uh, Curry has had some really good games in the regular season versus Boston, but that's an entirely different story. So I'm hoping, and I think he will uh, be able to do that in this series as well. Um, Looney is going to be huge in the series because he's going to have to guard Orford and Williams and fight for boards. Boston loves crashing the offensive boards, so they, the Warriors, have to rebound like how they did in uh, in the the Memphis series because Memphis was the best rebounding team 
in the league, and then Warriors just made that a focus, and uh, and they got the series win because of their rebounding being a big factor. Uh, another thing uh, they have to do, they have to push in transition because Boston's defense is really good in the half court. So that's another thing I'm going to be, they're going to be looking to do, especially doing outlet passes on uh, on rebounds and even makes. Um, but yeah, I do, I do think it's Curry's going to take over this series and just show everyone um, why he was the best player on all three championship teams he's been on. And I have the Warriors winning in six and uh, Curry getting finals MVP. Okay. Uh, speaking about Curry, uh, you mentioned kind of uh, the tough defense that Boston was going to throw out. The last time these two teams faced off, I think in March, that's when Curry suffered the, the injury and with the the tough the little tussle with Marcus Smart, and I think Marcus Smart ran over his foot or something like that. So any any kind of bad blood we you think we see between Curry Smart in, in this series going into this series? No, it wasn't bad blood because it wasn't it wasn't a dirty play, but it was just a really dumb and reckless play. Like he was diving for the ball with his legs with Curry's legs in the way, right? Like it's just you got to be smarter about that. Um, so and he did that in like the first quarter of a regular season game. So of course the, the championship on the line. Like there's gonna be more reckless plays, and you know he's a hustle guy, so he's gonna be diving for every loose ball. And uh, so the Warriors, the guards like Curry, Pool, Clay, they really have to make sure they all get caught under one of those dives. Um, but yeah, other than that, there's no bad blood, but it will be like an intense, very competitive series. All right, for sure. And then uh, you have Warriors and six, Curry winning MVP. So if that does happen, those two things, where does where does that put uh, Curry on a historical perspective? For me, I already was thinking about this before the season. And I, you guys know, I've told you guys, I had Warriors winning the chip before the season started. Um, I think it puts uh, Curry uh, top 10 all time, personally. And I like I already believe he's top thirteen to fifteen. You can put him in that range. But if he gets this chip and Finals MVP, he's top ten. Okay, for sure. All right, rebound. Uh, let's move to you now. Uh, so since Steve Kerr started as the head coach of the Warriors, I think I believe Boston's the only team that has a winning record against Golden State. And I guess most of the core guys have been there kind of through that stretch, aside from maybe Tatum in the first couple seasons, or Brown in the first season. So what what do you think kind of the keys for Boston in this series and where are you kind of leading it for this series? Uh, I think the keys for Boston is how much tiring they can get Clay and Wiggins on defense because they're going to they're gonna be Clay and Wiggins are going to be guarding Tatum and Brown. So those are going to be two keys, and how much, and how what what are they going to do with Steph? I mean, Steph's going to drop twenty five each game at least. So, and then I think it's going to come down to the bench, you know, which bench can perform more. And I, I I'm I'm going with Golden State. I mean, I think Poole is going to have one big game, and he'll drop like twenty five. And I want to see if Clay can step up the whole series, not just like. One or two games, then have a bad game. But 
Okay, so I guess we know we we know we're getting at least one curry game, one clay game. You think we get a pool game as well? Yeah, we're gonna have a pool party. And right, then right? the the fourth one is that another curry game? What do you think? Yeah, curry no no, no hurry. Curry no hurry. Okay, so speaking of curry, uh, I see a pretty similar trajectory to another guy that you guys uh, adore, the late great Kobe Bryant. So I think. His first three championships, the teams that he was a part of, he did not win any finals MVPs. And and then I believe in his 13th season when he won his fourth uh, championship, he got his first finals MVP. I believe this is Curry's uh, 13th season as well. And so any similarities you see there, kind of like trajectory all time with Kobe and Curry? Because I'm already seeing all the comparisons all across Twitter from all-time perspective. Between Curry and Kobe. I'll let Haroon take it from her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really uh that's a really interesting point. I like I knew the the first three rings with no finals MVP, that one's kinda obvious, but uh I forgot that Kobe won his fourth ring on his thirteenth season and yeah it is Curry's thirteenth season. But I think as players they're so different. Um just their overall approach of the game, like they're both killers, yeah. But they both of their games are so different. And Curry or Kobe is like the reason I got into watching basketball. So he'll always be my favorite player of all time. Um, and then Curry's my second favorite player. But but Curry is like revolutionized the game, right? Like he's changed the way the game is played. Like the like you go and you see how people guard him. No one's been guarded like how Curry has in NBA history, like, you have to trap, like, a lot of teams choose to trap him 40 feet away from the basket. And he's perfectly happy with letting that happen and passing it out and letting letting his team feast on 4v3s, right? Like, he, he doesn't care about uh, personal stats, about accolades, anything. The only thing that matters to him is winning, and he's going to do whatever it takes to get his team to win, even if that means giving up his personal success. And we've already seen that and how he took a step down when uh, when Kevin Durant came and let him have the spotlight, even though he was the one facing the double teams in the playoffs. Not according right, so to Durant. Curry's all about doing what he can to impact winning the most. And it doesn't matter what happens with the stats or what happens with the accolades. So, uh, yeah, so this, this, it is kind of parallel how they're winning their fourth they could be both winning their fourth ring. And, uh, no, not they could be. They are winning. You said they are. You got to yeah. stick with it. Sorry? You got to stick with it. They are winning their fourth. Yeah, they are winning, with my prediction, uh, in their first finals MVPs. So, But I think that like that's... And like they both have killer instinct, even if it doesn't seem like it. Curry has a very killer instinct. He just... Uh, He's really quiet on the court. He doesn't really trash talk unless someone's really trash talking him. Then I'll say something. But, uh, yeah, like, they're both killers in their own ways. Do you think a lot of people don't respect him just because he looks like a little boy? <laughs> no, maybe. But I think the main reason is a lot of people, especially people don't really watch basketball like and cannot see everything that's going on, like, don't really see his impact on the court. Like, when he's getting double-teamed from 40 feet away, 
that means he passes out of the double team to Draymond, and Draymond just has to make one pass, and someone will be wide open for a shot or a layup. Right, yeah, I agree. And he doesn't even have to do... He can, so he can get a teammate an open layup or a wide open shot, not doing anything, and just passing out of a double team 35 feet away from the basket. Yeah, and for sure. That's something that no one... Uh, else, I think has been able to do consist that consistently, like mul- multiple times in each game um, in NBA history. All right, for sure. So, I mean, it's really interesting kind of uh, storyline there with Curry. So, I, I although I think I kind of brought up the point, the similarities. I think to be fair to Curry, he won. He was the best player, at least in my eyes, on the first Finals team. Although he did not win the Finals MVP. A lot of people made that a big deal. The 2014-2015. Kobe, I guess, wasn't in his first championship. But as far as, like, I think defense, I think Kobe's on, a, like, a different level defensively, kind of in his prime days, than I think Curry ever was. But I, I guess, like you said, Curry revolu- revolutionized the game the way it's been played since at least, like, 2013-2014. And I think it kind of started with that Knicks game in 2013. Kind of like, that was kind of like the the stage. And then from there, the, the way the game was played, like um, big men starting to shoot threes and stuff like that, that started to come kind of with the Warriors teams and kind of the small ball. Well, the, obviously the Heat kind of did a little bit as well in the 12, 2012 and 2013. But I guess it was kind of more to a more significant level when the Warriors did it. So kind of discussing the Warriors, so it would it would be four championships in six seasons if they win. So where where are they at, Haroon? What do you think kind of like in in terms of or in comparison to the other dynasties in the NBA? Well, the, they're definitely up there. They're the, the last team to make six, uh, six finals in eight years was Jordan's Bulls. And the thing about the Warriors is this isn't, like, their last run, if you look at it, right? Like, look at next year. Uh, Big three are going to be playing together again. I don't think anyone has a major drop-off unless there's a major injury. Poole's going to be better. Both the rookies, uh, Kaminga and Moody, are going to have a year under their belt. They're both going to make jumps. Um, Then they have Wiseman, who still has to debut. Uh, after his rookie season, and he, if he can be uh, a lob threat, a rebounder, and a defensive guy for like fifteen minutes off the game, uh, off the bench in the game, like that, just takes the game to a whole another level. So I honestly think that the this this phase of the Warriors is just getting started, and they're going to be contenders for like the next three four years. And the only years that they don't contend is like a major injury to Curry happens, and he's out for the season something but other than that like I, I would take a healthy Warriors team or any team like going into a playoff series no matter what well definitely they've seen any type of experience you can or any type of situation you can think of in the playoffs as at least the core the the three guys so as far as Curry how many more elite years do you think from him he's 30 he just turned 34 I believe so going into what do you say three, four, five more elite years? What do you think? And when I say elite, I say like top ten in the NBA. Yeah, I would say four to five because Curry 
he's he doesn't care about stats, so he's fine with cruising in the regular season. And as the young guys get better, they're going to take more control. Like even next year, I expect him to take a step back, um, and uh, in the regular season, and you know he'll choose his games where he goes off. But he's going to let Cool take more over, and then their goal is to be healthy for the playoffs. Like you even saw that this year, right? Like. Um, uh, Curry was fine with Kerr experimenting with his minutes for like the first 60 games, right? Even though he was having the biggest slump of his career, he still let uh, Kerr experiment with his minutes, right? That goes to the unselfishness and his caring about winning. So uh, as the seasons go on in the regular season, he's just going to get quiet. Um, just take it easy, make sure he gets healthy into the playoffs. And uh, and everyone every year is going to be like, oh, is this the end of Curry? I mean, he's just going to turn it up into another notch in the playoffs, kind of like uh, how LeBron was doing in his last couple seasons with the Cavs when he would coast in the regular season, and a lot of people would be talking about him, and then he'd just turn it up to another level in the playoffs. And Curry, his game is going—I feel like—is going to age well. Like it's already aging well. Um, well, his style is definitely built to age well. I mean, uh, yeah. his he's below he's a below the rim type player, so yeah. And I feel like you see, he does it here and there, like with the post up fadeaways on guards. But I think he's gonna add that more to his game as he ages and uh, he loses some quickness. But I really do think he'll be in his prime for like four or five years, and then he can even like be what Ray Allen was at the Heat, like a spot up shooter off the bench like into his 40s like you know like at like 42 43 if he wants to play for that long he can still he can do that so i feel like yeah like four or five years of his prime left um and then uh, and then he transitions into more of a role player if he wants to and that's bearing any major injury Already for sure, sir. You said Warriors and six. Did what did you say, Rebound? Warriors and I don't know. Yeah, I'm still thinking. I'm going Warriors and seven. And seven, and you got Curry getting his first yeah, Finals MVP. I think he'll, he's in no hurry, but he'll get Curry. Okay, so we we just talked about some of the greatest teams ever, Rebound. So, do you think the seventeen Warriors is the greatest team, or, or the one Lakers, the ninety six Bulls? Who, who's your Who's your greatest team? I mean, you can make the argument for any one of those three, and uh, you can have a, you can have a whole debate. I'm not going to pick any one of them. Uh, obviously, it would be a biased pick if I did, but if I really had to, I, I'd probably go with the seventeen Warriors. They're just so deep. Okay, for sure. Alright, so let's get into, we've been talking a lot about the Warriors, let's get into a little bit more about the Celtics. So, kind of what I see, they're, they match up pretty well with uh, Golden State. Yeah. Relative to kind of, they have a lot of like, rangy, wingy, wing type guys who can both uh, play make offensively and play good defense. Like, obviously, one of the, I think each player in their starting five got a, a vote for a defensive player of the year, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. And I, I think they have a lot of different uh, kind of lineups that they can throw and kind of like a lot of defenses that they can throw at Curry and some of the other guys. So obviously we're going to be seeing, we said Marcus Smart and then probably some Jalen Brown, maybe a little bit of Tatum. But as far as Tatum, uh, Haroon, what are the Warriors going to do? Is it going to be Wiggins primarily? 
Yeah, it's definitely going to be Wiggins. He's uh, that's kind of the role he's gotten molded into with the Warriors. Is where he takes on the best uh, uh, perimeter defensive player, and uh, he did a really good job on Luca. And I feel like Luca is a lot better player than Tatum, even though Tatum is like an insane player. Um, so I do definitely think it'll make life really hard for Tatum. Uh, but uh, yeah, Warriors are not just going to stick with man-to-man. They do a lot of different defenses. Like, they do box and one, uh, uh, two, three zone. Um, they do uh, a lot of different defenses, and they do it on the fly. And that's what they use the regular season for, was to experiment all these different lineups, all these different defenses. And now they can just flip the switch and do anyone they want. So we'll, we'll see a lot of different defenses with them. But yeah, Wiggins will be the primarily defender on... Um, on uh, Tatum, and then uh, I feel like Draymond uh, is going to be uh, off guarding like Horford and like trying to help protect the paint, and uh, Looney will be on uh, Robert Williams, and uh, Clay will be on Brown, and uh, Curry will be on Smart. Okay, so speaking about Time Lord Robert Williams' rebound, I mean, it seems like he's kind of been in and out. He was very ineffective the last three games of that series versus Miami and wasn't even rebounding much. Uh, obviously, he's, he always defends. He's just so gifted and such a, a menacing rim protector in that, in that sense. But what are we going to see from him health-wise in, in this series versus Golden State, a Golden State team that is one of the best uh, – passing ball movement teams uh we've ever seen i don't know he, he's definitely gotta step it up because looney's pretty good he's a looney tune you know so uh so time lord's definitely gotta step it up especially on the rebounds fucking up my parlays at times my same game parlays piece of shit but he's definitely got to step it up on defense too i think defense is more key uh than offense for him but he will get some offense I'll give him the BOD. I want so, to see him how is he doing though? His meniscus flights. It seems like it's re- really giving him trouble. I don't and know. He's like kind of in and out. He's not consistent. He's probably he's games. not a hundred percent. We know that. We all know that. Okay, for sure. So, as far as uh, Al Horford, what what do you think? Uh, as far as like their uh, pressure, like to close out games, are they having Al Horford play the five as a, as a small ball lineup, or are they having Williams in there? I think maybe Grant Williams. So you mean Grant Williams playing the four? Yeah, and Al Horford at the five. So no Time Lord in those? No Time Lord, yeah. Because of the free throws? or Yeah, because, because of, of the, the size. They have, to, they have to match up, because Golden State always goes small. Looney doesn't pl- close out games, right, Herman? Depending uh, on the really matchup. depends. It's really matchup dependent. Kurt changes it up a lot. Like if they need a big and need rebounds, he will close out games. But they have a lot of different lineups they can throw out there. And uh, Warriors have a lot of guys who are injured. They're going to be managing injuries, coming back from injuries too. They can play uh, key parts like Otto Porter Jr., Gary Payton the the second, and Higgy. Um, if uh, Otto Porter Jr. can come back, he's a closing big that they can use as well. Yeah, I think that that's another name that you mentioned that's important. Gary Payton coming back from that injury he suffered versus uh, Memphis in that in the conference semifinals. I think he's. It's going to be kind of a decision for Kerr, kind of uh, which way kind of the game is trending and how those those two players are looking. 
between Gary Payton and Pools to which one to play in certain situations in uh, some of these close games in the finals. So I think that's going to be interesting to see kind of what Kerr does there. But as far as uh, Boston, do you think they got any shot re rebound? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. This series is going to be a lot closer than people think it is. Everyone thinks it's just like Warriors, easy, but Boston has a really good team, a really good coach. Shout out to Ime Doka. And uh, it's going to be a good series. That's why I got it going seven. Alrighty, for sure. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Golden State as well. I think Golden State wins in seven. I think, like I said earlier, uh, you'll definitely you're definitely getting a Curry game. I think you're getting a Clay game, and I think you're getting a Pool or a Wiggins game. And then the fourth game, I think you'll get another Curry game, and because of that, he'll win the Finals MVP for the first time in his career. Unfortunately, in 2014 or 2015, excuse me, I think. Iguodala got seven votes and LeBron got four votes or something like that. So, so, but Curry was the best player on that team in my so opinion. So what if Iguodala comes back and wins MVP and they win? Well, I mean, for me, I, I don't think it will change much because Curry, if the Warriors win, which I think they will, Curry will have been the best player on the Warriors team throughout the entire Hopefully Welvin wins it. Draymond? I, I just don't think Draymond's going to put up the stats to win... He has, a, he has the third best odds uh, for the Warriors. Draymond? Yeah. Well, what are Draymond's odds to win the MVP? I think Twenty-two like to one. Fifteen to one. I think they're like twenty to one. Yeah, it's, it's very low. I, I was about to put some. I think Curry's there. the only one that's minus. Yeah. On the, as, as far as odds I, go, Curry too. was even. The last I saw it on the score, uh, on their Instagram page, it said Curry was even. He had the best odds. Let's, let's look right now. We're gonna. Pull I think it. I looked at FanDuel like a few hours ago. It said Curry was minus one fifteen. We're gonna. We're pulling it up right now. Let's see. I'm pulling it up. Let's see. Finals MVP. We gotta pull it up because we're gonna put. I think I might take Welvin. You're gonna take Draymond at what twenty to one? If you you gotta get better odds than yeah, that. Yeah, Steph Curry minus one fifteen. Yeah. Draymond Green twenty two to one. Oh, well, Marcus man. Smart forty one to one. That, that's a good one. Okay, so I mean we'll see, but I I just think too much experience on the Warriors side, and I think Curry is kind of hungry to prove. Although I don't, in my opinion, I don't think uh, he needs to kind of win a Finals MVP to prove it. But I think yeah. he will win a Finals MVP in this series, uh, and I think he'll kind of move, in my opinion, in that borderline top ten, so somewhere twelve, thirteen. And he'll win the, his first Finals MVP, and I, I think he can play really well for the next three to four seasons. So we'll, we'll see what happens from there. But any any other thoughts on this Finals rebound? Damn, Clay Thompson's twenty-two to one. I'm definitely gonna put some money on that. How much are you putting? Uh, that's personal. Okay. For me on Clay, I love Clay, but uh, he's always been uh, uh, streaky, so. I don't think he's going to have the consistency to be finals MVP. But yeah, but those are good yeah. odds, bro. Jalen Brown is 11-1. to 1. Jason Tatum plus 175. And then Put it I, on Curry or else you're going to be losing your money. Damn, see? 
All right, Harun has spoken. Any other thoughts, Harun, on on the series in general? Yeah, no, I was just I definitely Boston is a great team. They had an insane road to get to the finals. You know, they took down Kevin Durant, Kyrie, a hard fought series with Giannis, and then another one with Jimmy Butler. Definitely give them respect. It will be a close series, um, but I think at the end of the day, Warriors experience just puts them over the top, and I think Curry is gonna have. Like you said, a series where he shows his, himself to the world, like that I'm still here, because everyone, um, everyone counted the the Warriors out after the 2019 finals. You know, Clay got injured, Durant left. Next season, 2020 starts. Curry gets injured. Draymond's playing like trash without uh, the Splash Bros, and then everyone's making so much fun of the Wiggins trade. Um, and then losing those two tough playing games last year has definitely lit a fire under the entire team to prove um, that they're still here, especially Curry. So I definitely do think we'll get uh, an insane series from him. And honestly, that's why I have uh, Warriors winning and Curry's uh, winning MVP right now because if he's healthy and he's in his prime, I wouldn't bet against him. Alrighty, for sure. Sounds good. It should be a fun series. That'll wrap it up for the 2022 NBA Finals preview. Haroon, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Z. Rebound, thank you so much as well. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Z. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy the NBA Finals game. And we'll, I'll be back in about two weeks to discuss the draft and some free agency stuff.